0: Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned, as together we'll study God's Word.
1: Well, welcome PCC. Welcome home. It's so good to be with you. And in many ways, with our ability to release our Mass today... Uh, and if you need a mass today, grace to you. We all got to feel safe. And so however you feel, need to feel most safe, please do. Grace to you. But welcome home. Whether you're a regular with us today, whether you're a guest, we know there's many guests who are new or visiting today because of our special day, or if you're online, we're so glad uh, that you're with us today. My name's Brian Wren, and we have a theme today, and our theme comes from Psalm 66, verse 16, which says this, come and listen All you who fear God, let me tell you what the Lord has done. We're here today. It's a special day. If you are a guest and it's your first time visiting, we're saying goodbye. And we're saying thanks to God, to the Gdini family who have served here for 24 years, specifically Gary, who's been in the role of lead pastor for over 18 years. And so today as we worship God, we will actually celebrate uh, this family and what God has done. You know, this day almost didn't happen. There's three reasons why this day didn't happen. You go way back to in the early 1990s. Gary wanted to be on our staff as the the student ministry pastor, and he applied, and we didn't pick him. (laughs) He was young. He hadn't gone to seminary. He was zealous, and we liked that. But, you know, his time hadn't come yet. But we didn't handle that very well because after he interviewed, we never contacted him again. Like, we never followed up, we never said you didn't get the job, we just iced (laughs) them. So can you imagine when he applied again for that job a few years later? He was like, those guys? I don't want to be with them. They iced me. But grace prevailed. There was another reason why we almost didn't get to this day. We used to have a golf cart on campus that we would drive around. And one day Gary and I were setting up for a an event and we were having a little too much fun in a golf cart and he was driving and we almost went off the bridge. <laughs> like literally, like he and I had terror. I remember the tight turn and we were like, <gasps> and we almost died together. That would have been terrible. Here's the third reason why Gary in this day almost didn't happen. Last November I was at his house and we were talking about the future and he said i said how long do you think you're going to be here and he's like i'm going to be here till god calls me out he had no idea last november that this day was coming but god knew and so we're celebrating that today and with gary's going what we're realizing is this there's a legacy after 24 years and this legacy and you can see a picture of, this is in 2003 when he was called to be our lead pastor by the council at that time at our church But I see in his legacy really four things. And I want you to hear these things because God has done this through him and in him. His legacy really entails four things in his leadership. The first is his teaching the word of God to us. Do you realize 620 plus messages over that many years? And if you give those three times in three gatherings, now you're up to what, 1,800? Sometimes it was four times. That's a lot of messages. He taught us the Word of God. We went through Esther, Nehemiah, Ruth, Daniel, Jonah, Habakkuk, the book of Luke for almost two years, John, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, James, 1 John, and he had the nerve to take us through Revelation. He took us through a book called The Purpose-Driven Life that was very impactful to many of us. He took us through a book called Chasing David that changed us. He then took us through some tough stuff that everyone didn't like. Radical was a book we went through and taught through that. Be the Bridge that we just went through was super challenging for us. And then he stood here every Christmas and every Easter and conveyed the gospel somehow in a fresh way. I don't know how you do that. I don't want to do that. That's hard. How do you make Christmas and Easter different? That is difficult. Difficult. But I always told him, I think you're at your best at Christmas and Easter because you'd love to get the gospel out. He gave us some great lines. Circles are better than rows. How about this one? Sin is you dehumanizing, and it'll take you farther than you ever wanted or expected. Heed that as a warning. How about this? God so loved the world that he gave. That was a statement he used to use early on. I don't want something from you, but I do have something for you. Besides teaching the word and letting us know about who Jesus was or identity in the kingdom, he cared about the local community. There was at one point where Gary said this, if PCC were to burn down, would the community even care? And we thought for a moment they'd care more about the community center than the actual church. And from that point forward, we became externally focused, and that resulted in good deeds that created goodwill that gave us an opportunity to share the good news. And that's a line that Gary gave us over and over and over again. That led to a beautiful day, the extreme makeovers in the schools and relationships with the schools that we still have this day. It led to Redwood City Reads. It led to street life ministry occurring. It led to Generations uniting, United flourishing. It led to a coalition of pastors that you don't even realize are so connected on the peninsula because of Gary's leadership. It led to PE Plus where... It's unbelievable that the church became the PE class leaders for the Redwood City School District. Who does that? And then an outside organization grants us about a million dollars to do that, to support the schools, all under Gary's leadership. He became a leader in the local government, not in politics, but in caring. It was also about always, with Gary, reaching the world for Christ. We sent missionaries to Ethiopia, Ghana, Malawi, and Mexico. Folks who sat in these seats became missionaries to those places. That's a bold move. Our partnership with Congo is something that just grew and grew and grew. The spark started here with Paul Carlson, a man who was martyred years ago. It was reignited with our missions team and Gary's passion for that area. He helped us bring water to the world. We ran around Redwood City and other places through their global 6K to bring water. And we learned through folks, through the support of John Becker and the mission teams and Gary's passion about the Taposa tribe that had baptisms and were changed because of the love of Christ. They were an unreached people group. We have my brother Rolando and his dear wife here, part of our Hispanic church that meets in the afternoon. And we're so grateful. (laughs) And what most people don't know, these guys are brothers, and she is his sister. And there's a deep connection that uh, people, most people, don't know about. He held us to blessing people, to writing down names, and caring about who wasn't saved. And then finally, he grew his own soul. When you are on the tip of the spear as a leader in a church, you take all the hits. I watched his pain, I watched his joy, and I watched perseverance finishing its work so he could become mature and complete and not lacking anything. It was a beautiful and painful thing to watch a man come in, like we all do, with an unfinished soul, put it before you every week, try to lead us as sheep. And you know, when you deal with sheep, You deal with a lot of sheep. You just do. And the reality is he stayed focused. And it hurt, and it was wonderful, and it was satisfying, and he matured. You don't know this. I've seen it. He walks out of here, his soul more mature than ever before, not crushed. He's not leaving because he has to. He's leaving because God's called him out, and he's in a mature place to go and do that. And that we give glory to God to on this day. So as we move forward today, we give praise for what God has done through Gary. In just a moment, you're going to hear a tribute to his foundation and his backbone, which besides Jesus is also known as Angadini. (laughs) But... We're going to continue with one of Gary's favorite songs, which speaks to the grace of God. So would you stand and sing this?
0: People come together, strangely. be troubled hold your head up I don't fear no. evil fix your eyes on this one truth God is manly in love with
2: you fix
0: your eyes on this one truth God is manly in love with you take courage take courage hold on be strong Remember Remember where I I have come. It's kingdom take a deep breath, get ready because we're going to raise the roof with this praise. All right, you ready? (laughs) All right. Let's say this as loud and proud as you can. Swing wide, all ye heavens. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. Yes. All creation. Everything with breath. Yes. Yes, that's his name. Let's say it one more time. Swing wide. Swing wide, Oh, you heavens, let the breeze
3: go up as the walls come down. All creation,
4: everything we breath, repeat the sound Oh, your strength.
1: I want to bring up Mary Gianni. It was a tribute to Anne. Maybe them.
5: My dear friend Anne, 16 years ago you initiated a ministry for moms that would forever change my life, my earthly life as well as my eternal life. Through your heart and vision for mothers together you gave a tired mom of two energetic boys a chance to meet other moms to share a cup of coffee, and to hear about the character of Jesus. I was not walking in the faith, but had been invited by the preschool. Walking into the room, I was met by the smell of coffee, the sight of pastries, and of course, fresh flowers. From the speaker, I heard a message of grace that penetrated me for the first time. Regardless of my faults and my failures, I was worthy. By that summer, I wasn't walking with Jesus, I was running by his side. I joined the Mothers Together team to help other moms experience the freedom in him that I'd found. I got to observe you. I saw your faithfulness lived out and how you used your spiritual gift of hospitality to minister to others. Well, this is how we met. It was not what defined our friendship. It was 10 months later that we shared a two-hour boat ride to an island camp that sparked a deeper friendship. The hours went by like minutes as we skipped small talk and went straight into real life. Your depth and authenticity as a wife and a mom spoke to me. You were honest about the good and the hard. You had no errors about you. You were fully aware of your own strengths, but not ashamed of the areas that you were not gifted in. Your trusting and hunts for shells to line dancing and endless chocolate, hot chocolate that always attacked our kids' freshly clean T-shirts. You embraced all of it while supporting Gary as he ministered. Outside of our days on Catalina, we stayed connected through hikes, dinners, book clubs, texts, and Sundays at PCC. We've shared in the excitement of personal and family triumphs, and lamented during the trials. You are fiercely protective of your family, the best mama bear I know. But it is your faithfulness and your trust in God's faithfulness to you that has ever made a mark on me. Through sharing life together, you taught me to place my worries at his feet, to seek out his voice, and to put complete trust in him. Thank you for teaching me that God loves my kids even more than I do. I thought about how to frame what I wanted to say about the ways that you've ministered to me and so many others. While Mothers Together was a structured ministry, your ministry went way beyond that just by being Anne. It would be easier if you posted on Instagram because I could just pull up your account, but that's not you. So I pondered what God would post on the Anne page if he managed your Instagram, and here it is. Faces of me, my family, and many others that know Jesus today because of Mothers Together. Pictures of the local parks, schools, and sports sidelines where you ministered to moms you just met your jogging stroller that logged endless miles as you answered questions from other moms on who is God, the many meals that you delivered to people that have had a baby or suffered a loss, your dinner table where you love on your family and friends, a sword because you continually do battle through prayer, a Bible with a built-in speaker because you truly seek his voice. Many, many photos of your five amazing girls that you pour your life into, and that you love with a vengeance. A shield of armor, representing Gary, because you always have his back. And an Italian flag, because your last name is Gedini. <laughs> your life points up. Your life is an example of God's faithfulness. Your authenticity to who God made you to be is a, has spoken volumes into my life and the life of many others. Your ministry will continue because it is who you are. You are authentically Anne and I am blessed to call you my friend. On behalf of me, my family, and everyone you've touched at PCC, thank you. I love you, friend.
6: Thank you, Mary,
1: and thank you, Anne. I don't know what more we can say. There's so much thanks behind how much you're behind him and for your crew during this season. As we move to our time of offering and our time of filling out connection cards, feel free to get on your phone. Uh, You can go to on the screen. You can see wearepcc.com forward slash give. Or if you want to click on the connection card, if you're at home today, to let us know how we can help you get to your next step. Or you can go to wearepcc.com forward slash Sundays. During this time, uh, you're going to hear from a woman named Evelyn Johnson. You might not know her, uh, but Evelyn, uh, in many ways, is the godmother to all pastors in the evangelical covenant. She was on our staff years ago. She was Gary's first boss in the covenant way back when, when he was supporting youth pastors. And... Uh, she has been a gift and very connected uh, with Gary through this time. You can also, during this time, fill out your own card. Uh, there's cards when you walked in. If you want to give uh, Gary and Ann a note about your appreciation, this would be a great time is to fill that out and drop it in or take it home and get it back to our office. So hear this next tribute to Gary.
4: Greetings, Gary, on this day of celebrating you and what God has done in and through you during these last 24 years at PCC. It's fitting that I greet you from Chicago, for that's the setting in which we first officially met when you came onto our team as a youth intern during your seminary days. I remember getting then a glimpse of who this Gary really was, a person passionate for reaching people for Jesus Christ. I also remember the long conversations focused on whether the call was to the local church and if so was it the covenant church. Those answers came and you accepted the call to Peninsula Covenant Church as pastor of students. Little did we know when we said goodbye in Chicago that we would be saying hello less than 18 months later on the PCC campus when I joined the staff there. What a joy to have the opportunity to firsthand observe your living into that call, the fruit of your ministry speaks for itself." We continued to interact after I left PCC, and particularly around the time in which you were processing being the candidate for the lead pastor role at PCC. I recall conversations around the whole of identity formation the transition from being a pastor of students to lead pastor. God's faithfulness has been what you have known. You have preached well, you have led well, you've cared well, beginning in your own family. And you have engaged in the broader ministry in your community, the U.S. as well as global. We thank you for that outreach. Gary, I think of a couple phrases when I reflect on you. First, a man of integrity, you walk the talk. And secondly, a servant of God seeking to make a difference in this world. So as you transition to this new season of ministry, just remember, trust in the Lord and not in your own understanding. God bless you, Gary.
1: Everyone needs an Evelyn in their life. And Gary was blessed. She was our superintendent that oversaw our conference for many, many years, and our guest speaker, uh, John Ireland, who's with us today, benefited also from her. John, who is coming to us today with our message, is known as Dr. John Ireland, and he's earned that. He's earned that well, and he comes today as a fellow pastor. And but also a fellow friend. He knows Gary on the inside and out. Uh, John has been a faithful servant of the Lord. I first met him when he was a student ministry pastor in Santa Barbara, and then he went on to be a founder of Ocean Hills Covenant Church, which he's still at after 20-some years. And he's married, has a daughter who's grown and married herself. And so will we welcome today uh, Dr. John Ireland.
6: That's a that's a warm reception. You don't even know me yet, man. That's good stuff right there. I love it. Thank you. And I'm just honored that I got to be part of this. I have been on the receiving end of the warmth and love of this church this morning. Uh, but I've heard about this church. You know, you may not know this, or you may. But this is really one of the iconic. You are one of the iconic covenant churches. And uh, as long as I've known Gary, but also Chuck Weisong and Paul Larson. I have heard, it's like, it's like listening to the new, t- I've heard of your love, I've heard of your support for pastors and staff, I've heard of your sacrifices, I've heard of uh, your loving people and serving people across the street and around the world, and so I just say bless you for your faithfulness, your generosity, your sacrifice, and Gary and I have been part of a, a pastor's round table, and Gary and I have been part of a, a pastor's round table, I don't even know how many years it's been, 15, 18, whatever it is. Um, and so, you know, over the years, hearing the stories of how he has felt so loved and supported by this God family, uh, I just bless you. You know, as a, as a person who's a pastor, it's just like Brian said, you know, these aren't easy times. So when you have staff that feel loved and on the receiving end of that support, it, it you may not know it, but it makes a huge difference. So... God bless you. Uh, I want to just say, I, I hear that we have people not only inside, but we have people outside. So we're waving to the people outside, but also online. And those of you that are online now... I bless you, but don't get too comfortable. We want you back. We want you here also at home, but we just say it's just really important as part of your spiritual formation, whether you're inside, outside, or online, Uh, it's great that you're, you're with us this morning. So I'm going to start with a question, and that is this. What do these three things have in common? What do these three things have in common? Barry White, the most interesting man in the world, and... Luca DiMaggio, Barry White, the most interesting man in the world, and Luca DiMaggio, and the answer is, you, could, you guessed it, Gary Godini. Now, that takes some explanation, right? Like, Barry White, the most interesting man in the world, and, and, and you got to explain. So let me explain. Barry White, we're part of a pastor's round table. Several years ago, we say to Gary, Gary, you bring the devotion You you bring the devotion, and so Gary does. But he says, before we open up God's Word, I want to introduce you to one of my favorite worship songs. And uh, this song he puts on, we're thinking, is it Hillsong United? Is it is this out of the hymnal? Is this How Great Thou Art? What is this? And we're thinking, and he comes walking in, leading leading a group of pastors. He's like, come on, guys. We're like, what are you talking, that's Gary Godini right there, that's Gary, he's Mr. Barry White, oh, so good, so good, so good, that's what we love about him, he has this ability to, to combine deep, deep spirituality, but with real life and with fun, right, Gary's the guy who shares not only the gospel and the truth and grace of Jesus Christ with us, but he brings it it collides, it intersects with real life. He makes it it him, Jesus, so accessible, and uh, it's a gift that God has given him. And we're honoring him today because he's been faithful in using that gift. Barry White, but what about the most interesting man in the world? You saw the slide. My daughter helped me. I'm I'm not am a tech tard, so she she helped me put his face his face in the slide. Do we have that up there? I know it was up there. Um, the mo- we, we, he can line dance in a circle, Gary. Did you know, you guys heard his, his running, uh, when he, when he went, to, when he goes to Spain, he chases the bulls. He didn't run from him. He chased them, He went and did that. We call him the most interesting pastor in the world because this guy has so many amazing experiences and him and I share some of them and it's really fun. But then you go, what about Luca DiMaggio? Has anybody heard that name before? Have you guys met Luca DiMaggio? So, in our, there's eight pastors we meet every year for about five days. And and, and there are some families in this church that have generously. Uh, shared a home with us. Our, we, we gathered, where are we going to go this year? And we're like, let's go somewhere free and somewhere really cool. Who's got, who's got a family in their church that would share their house with us? And Gary, we're, we're all going around. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Gary goes, well, I I, I got one. Okay, yeah, let's go back there. So we're, we're at the pastor's round table, and we go through questions sometimes. I call them excavation questions. You pick a number between 1 and 500, and whatever number you pick, you have to answer that question. This one year, Gary got this question. If you had to change your given name, but you got to give yourself a new name, what would it be? And without, I mean, I don't even know how I would answer that question. Without missing a beat, Gary goes, Luca DiMaggio. What, Luca DiMaggio? I love that. So now I just call. Hey, I just, when I email, hey, Luca DiMaggio, man, how are you? So God bless you, Luca. So good. <laughs> I was asked today to, to answer this question How have you seen God at work in Gary's life? What have you seen God do in and through? What's the deeper gospel transformational work? Because that's what the gospel's designed to do. It's not just here, right? It's not just, oh, I, I memorized the book of Leviticus, big deal. How is it translating in the way you treat people? How, how, does, it, how does it change the way you think, the, the choices, the decisions you make? And for Gary, you've heard the saying, hurting people hurt people. Have you heard that, right? Hurt people hurt people. You know what, what Gary taught me? Loved people love people. Loved people Love people. Where I've seen the Spirit of God do the work of God in Gary is Gary has grown over the years. He knows that he's deeply loved by God. He not only knows it up here, he not only knows it in a scholarly way, he not only knows it in the Hebrew and the Greek language way. He actually experientially knows that he's deeply loved by God, deeply loved by his family, and deeply loved by his God family. And that does something when it it goes from up here to down here. And what I would say is I think actually the Apostle Paul, his prayer in Ephesians 3, I actually think it's being answered in the person of Gary Godini. You may not be familiar with that prayer. It's uh, Ephesians three eighteen and 19. You might, if you have a Bible, underline that. Make it the prayer of your heart. I'm going to read it for you. Paul says, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. Verse 19. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to fully to understand fully and then Paul says then 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 you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God Gary Gadini has let the love of God shape his life, shape the way he thinks, shape the way he treats his family, shape the way he shepherds and teaches God's word and treats people in this church. It's the love of God that has changed him. And I've seen it. And you've seen it, right? And I'll just tell you really quickly a few ways that I've seen that make a difference. Because if the love of God isn't just here, oh, so God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and I know it, yeah, but uh, I'm a jerk, I'm a bully, I'm, I, I, treat my, I mistreat my family, all that. Then, then there's a disconnect, and I think we're, we're in a little bit of that crisis today in our world. People look at the church, not this church, but the church, and there's a disconnect. Are we known as the most loving people, the most gentle and generous people? and i just as a brother as a colleague as a friend i'm inspired by the work of jesus christ in gary's life here's where i see three little ways i see the spirit of jesus the word of god the work doing the work of god in his life it's three words and uh, he knows them i told them in the first service generous hungry and humble you know, there's, uh, I think it was you, Brian, that just said, you know, that one of Gary's things was, what, what would happen uh, if PCC didn't exist? Would, would our community know? Would our community care? You know, you could apply that to Jesus. What, what, if, what if you took Jesus out of Gary's life? What does it take in for, you know, when you, when you think about Gary and you go, it be, it's because of Jesus, right? Are you, try, are you with me? Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? And I see the generosity of God shining through this man, as a friend, as a colleague, as a brother. Generous. He here's, and just a couple of ways I see it. I mean, you, know, you ever you ever say to people, "Hey, how can I pray for you?" And you share. Maybe you even pour your heart out. Have you? Do you guys do that in this church with your friends, or no? You just you just you don't do that. You, do you do that? Yeah, you share your heart. You're like, man, I need prayer, and you know. Now, here's what Gary does. This is what I love. He circles back. Hey, last week. Hey, when we were together. Hey, when we were on the phone. Hey, at our pastor's round table. You shared. I'm checking in. Because I'm still praying for you. How are you doing? How can I keep praying? Give me an update. That's love. That's generosity. I, I mean, that touches me. That inspires me to be more generous of spirit. You know, he's generous, and you know this because it's also a reflection on you. He's the shepherd, but it, it leaks out onto you, and you're inspiring each other, right? And it's across the street and around the world. And his generosity extends in the schools, but also to the DR Congo. He's generous, and, uh, you know, when we're away together, he's the guy always buying the espressos, maybe because he's, he's a little bit of a coffee snob, but... Um... <laughs> But he, he's come to our pastor's round. He's the one that's going, hey, you guys, I got every one of you a book. What? The, the other seven of us are looking around going, anybody else bring everybody a book? No, but he, that, that's who he is, you know? So generous in spirit, um, but generous also with his money. Generous with his time. Generous, generous, generous. Gary, you, that's the spirit of Jesus in you. It takes Jesus to explain. Second word is humble. Humble, humble, humble. He's quick to take the last seat around the table. Quick to give away credit. He's always giving it away. He's so self-deprecating. It's not fake. It's, it's not just, he's, it's authentic. He actually really chooses, because humility is a choice, Jesus chose to humble himself and die on a cross, right? That was a choice. Humility is a choice. And I just see that, that, that there's this humility. You don't show up and want everybody to know about, hey, look what I'm doing. And he's the guy in our pastor's group who's always, he, he's pastoring the largest church of our group. He's the one who gets to go speak at conferences. And when we get together, you'd never know it. Because he's more interested in others instead of trying to get everybody to be interested in him, he's like, "No, no, no! I don't. I want to know about you. I want." And there's this humility of spirit. In fact, Madeline Laingel, you've read her probably. She says humility is throwing oneself away in complete concentration on something or someone else. Throwing oneself away, getting out of the way because you're concentrating, right, on other people. It's thinking about others more, thinking about yourself less. That's humility. And I hope and I pray that the spirit of God and the spirit of Jesus, humility, that is making a difference in his life is also leaking out into your life, that you would be a church moving forward, that you would choose humility, choose humility. And then here's the third. He's generous, he's humble, and then I, I just see it. He's hungry. He's hungry for God. He wants more of Jesus influencing his soul, his choices, the way he responds and reacts to stress, to heartache, to opportunity, He's hungry for more intimacy with Jesus. He's hungry for more impact in his community and circle and friendships and family. There's a hunger. When, I don't know if you experience experienced this, but whenever you meet with Gary, he's got a journal with him. Now, why? He's always, wait, let me write that down. Wait, say that again. Where'd you get that? What was the name of that book? What was that Bible verse? What was that, right? That's hunger. And I pray and hope that that spirit and that quality, that attribute, that godly virtue leaks out on you because Jesus was hungry for more intimacy with his father, right? And I pray that for you guys today, to be more hungry for God, but also more hungry for the mission of God in this community. That's that's part of what, the legacy that Gary's leaving here, and it, it takes Jesus to explain that, so I I was asked to give, give us a passage of Scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. If you have a Bible, I, I have this underlined in my Bible. I think it's really a, an important verse for the church. Paul is writing to a community of followers of Jesus, and he says, we loved you so much. We loved you so much that we, what? We shared with you. That's what the church does. That's what followers of Jesus do. We share life together, right? But we shared with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. The gospel of God and our lives. Now, just hold those two. Intention always. The gospel of God. Through Jesus Christ, God has become accessible and approachable. Somebody here maybe is saying, no, God's always mad at me. I was raised in a way that, that the, you know, if I, if I say a, a bad word, lightning's bolt's going to strike me. So you, you sit in this place of actually having a misconception, believing a lie about who God is. The gospel and the good news of the gospel that this church is sharing with the community is God is bigger and he's better than you actually think. Did you know that? Whatever your conception is of God, I'm going to say to you, God's bigger. And Jesus is better. He's bigger and he's better than you think. And it's this gospel message that Christ died on the cross. He spilt his blood. We've sang, sung about that this morning. That brings forgiveness, but it also brings freedom from that which has us in prison. That, those chains that bind us. The good news of the gospel of God's grace is that there's forgiveness and there's freedom. And you know that. But are you, do you know that? here or are you experiencing it here is it impacting the way that you see yourself and the way you treat others but then it's not just this gospel that we share we loved you so much that we shared with you not only the gospel but what our lives as well our lives as well let me ask you a question who are you sharing your life with Friendship is really about, I like this phrase, letting others in. Simple as that. Who knows your story? Not, oh yeah, I became a Christian when I was 13. No, who knows your story now? How the gospel is impacting you in your challenges, your struggles, your big prayers that you're going, man, I need prayer in a big way. Who are you letting into that? That's where the power of the gospel is. You take the good news of what we read in scripture, but then you've got to apply it, right? And and who are you letting into that? Who are, Who are you willing to share your life with? And that's where I give you this verse today, Gary, but you've lived this out, and and you've lived it out for me and inspired me to live it in this way. It's holding those two, and it's not just for pastors and leaders. It's for everybody who would say, I'm a follower of Jesus. My life is about sharing the gospel and sharing my life and bringing those two together in a relational way so I'm gathering around a fire pit. And I'm gathering around a table and we're having conversations that matter on a regular basis, right? Because that's where transformation happens. That's what the whole gospel is about is transformation. So let me just close with this uh, challenge. You know, the gospel is, again, to remind you, I'm more sinful than I ever thought possible, right? But I'm more loved than I ever imagined. And you are too. And I pray that that love, loved people, loved people. I pray that that love, I pray it over you this morning, that that love would absolutely transform you and your family and this church family as you now send your pastor off to a greater missional work. Let me pray for us. Put your hand on your heart. Could you do that with me? Let's just each make that recommitment right now to be the people of God who share not only the gospel but our lives as well. Father, I pray that scripture, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 8, into our hearts today. I pray that it would be more than a theological concept or truth, but it would be a, a biblical reality that we would be known for our love, that we would, we would be about your scandalous grace, that grace that is offensive because it's so generous. Lord, may we as the people of God be known for the gospel, but for also being a people that are transparent and authentic and real, that that this gospel, this good news would make a difference in our lives across the street and around the world. And we thank you for our leader, our pastor, our shepherd, and our brother. And we pray your blessing over him in Jesus' name. All God's people said. Amen. God bless you.
7: Kind of like going to your own memorial service. It's crazy. Good morning, everybody. Um, And thank you. There is, um, you know, there's no person that does anything alone. So thank you for your love. Or being the church um, in 2003 i stood before you as a candidate um, and i told you that anyone can pastor pcc but my wife gets one husband and my family gets one dad and so i want to thank them was my call my dream and uh, they lived into that by birth so thank you so much I also want to thank uh, the team here but Brian uh, there's no Gary apart from Brian Wren and uh, when I think of your leadership moving forward the leadership with you moving forward I can't think of better hands to put you in as a lead pastor than Brian Wren Uh, There's a verse in the Psalms, Psalm 78, verse 72, that says, He shepherded them with integrity of heart and skillful hands. He led them. Uh, Being a pastor, there's a ton of expectations being put on that. Uh, But in the Greek and Hebrew, Old Testament, New Testament, the word for pastor is the same word as the word for shepherd. And uh, when I think of integrity of heart, I have confidence because I've walked side by side with Brian. I know the integrity of his heart. It is amazing. Uh, I was blind at 38 stepping into this role. He's seen it for many years. And he's saying yes to Jesus in this role because he values the call of God. Skillful hands. I can't imagine more skillful hands at this time to be the lead shepherd of this church. So I say to you, I love you. Thank you so much for loving me and giving me so much grace and doing this together. That's been a thrill. Uh, My first month in ministry, someone put this in my hands, and I'm now putting it So uh, put a hand forward, stand up, some of you are already, put a hand forward please, let's commission this brother. Uh, Your kingdom's unbelievable, thank you so much. Thank you for Jesus coming to earth and not just speaking but displaying what love is like. And thank you for raising up Brian and the team for such a time as this. Integrity of heart, skillful hands, you have outfitted him for such a time as this. Father, as our hands are around him, we pray that you would enable Brian to have vision to shepherd well. That him and Miss, uh, boys, the girls, the women, they they would have a hedge of protection around them. We love you and we thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I, wa- I want to, yeah, we can clap for Brian. Yeah. I-, I do want to testify that uh, when Brian said yes to this role, uh, I literally sensed the spiritual mantle of leadership pass from me to him. Uh, I will testify to you that he is talking differently. He is praying differently. He is being downloaded, dreams and vision of what the body of Christ at PCC looks like in ways never, never before. Uh, I am excited for what God is going to do through you under this shepherd's leadership. Thank you.
1: You may be seated. As we close today we want to bring up the Gadini clan. If they'd come up right now. Uh, we don't have them all today, uh, but we have most. I also want to bring up Kristen Hernandez, Scott Shaw, and Pastor Rolando. And these folks are going to pray over them. And so, Scott, we'll start with you. I have a mic for you. Let's get them all up here. Who's missing today is Hannah and, as I know her, Biffy. Elizabeth, uh, the ones in England, ones in DC. So, oh, she's up in San. Okay, she's not here. I'm not able to be here. And so, and these three fine folks. So good to see you all. Uh, they have such different. Boy, when I look at these three, they played such different roles in your life, but so needed, so so needed. I could go into great detail, but I'll let them just pray. Scott, you first, then Kristen, then Rolando.
0: Would you bow and join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, this morning, we are thankful for so many things. We're thankful that you're a God of life and love and laughter. Lord, I'm also thankful for these friends, for the people who have supported the Gadini family for so many years. And Lord, I just pray that you would give them confidence, no matter what their thoughts are in this season, that you are God of all things. You're God of the possible. Lord, I'm thankful for this church, the salt and light it's been for so many years, and we know that you will continue that because you love this community, and you want this church to continue to do all of your things here. This morning, Lord, I'm thankful for Gary and for the Gadini family. Lord, I'm thankful for the man of God Gary is. I'm thankful for the husband and father he is. I'm thankful for the shepherd and pastor he is. Lord, I'm thankful for the evangelist he is, that he is a fisher of men. Lord, I'm thankful that he is a foot washer. So Lord, we just pray that you would continue these things. Lord, we pray that you'd continue to go before them, to guide them, to be a light and a beacon for them. Lord, to be behind them, to protect them, and to care for them, to have their back. Lord, to walk alongside them as their friend and companion. And Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we just pray in this next season that you would be above them and continue to pour out your blessings over them.
8: God, we thank you. We thank you for the Gadini family. We thank you that 24 years ago and then 19 years ago that Gary's yes, his yes heart um, said yes to your calling. And we know that wasn't always an easy yes, and we know it was a yes for this whole family, but we thank you for their their faithful walk, their faithful service to PCC, to Redwood City, this peninsula God we're so grateful we know that it looks different here because of this family and Lord as they step out into their next calling we ask that they would feel you Holy Spirit at their back that you would be like the wind at their back that you um, would be the one who is leading them and we thank you that they are saying yes to you again and that in that way they're an example that we get to follow too, as they always have been God, I just thank you so much for what this family's meant to me. I thank you that. And I know I speak for so many here, that I know what grace is because of Gary and because of this family. And I pray, Lord, um, just your blessing over them, that they would continue to fix their eyes on you and know that the best is always yet to come with you, God. I pray that over PCC. Thank you, Lord, that the best is yet to come for PCC and the best is yet to come for the Gadini family because of who you are, God. We thank you for them and we thank you for their ministry and we pray just your favor over them in every way in Jesus' name.
2: And I want you to look at me. And this is the prayer that the Lord just place it on my heart. No man, no man will be able to stand before you all the day, all the rest of your life. Even if the Lord was with Moses, he will be with you and your family. And the Lord said to Samuel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. You are bridges to destiny, and the Lord is with you always. Thank you for the 13 years that we've been together with CFC. And I will miss... The coffee, the black coffee, (laughs) with a bowl of vanilla ice cream. (laughs) Thank you for marrying me on my 25th anniversary. Bless you all. In the name of Jesus,
0: amen. 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 Amen.
1: Oh, I'm going to ask uh, some members of Gary's men's group to come up. who are going to present him with a gift right now. These guys have been with Gary for quite some time, and they want to give a special thanks, and they have a, a special gift they want to give the family. Brian?
3: Thank you. Gary, it was 20 years ago this October that you set out to gather a group of mighty men to join you and walk beside you and um, be part of your life. And uh, at some point, rather than mighty men, you decided to settle for, you know, those of us that are up here. (laughs) But um, we've we've, uh, met nearly every tuesday morning for the last 20 years at 6 a.m and we've prayed with you we've um sat under your teaching we have uh laughed and and walked through some great times and some difficult times and uh, as a token of our our appreciation we would like to send you and your clan on a uh, getaway um it's you know something that um and by the way this is not goodbye you're not allowed to leave you're uh this is like a gang you you're you're in with our, our group and so after a time to get together or, you, you know with your family and refresh we'll see you in a couple of months
1: it's awesome thank you brian thank you. i think the gang just gave him a final payout so Mm. So as we go today, we're going to say our benediction in a different way. This benediction came as part of Gary's leadership uh, during these last couple of years, and this benediction has become our benediction. And next week, we will be together again on July 4th, and actually on that day, July 4th, we'll be here at our regular times, and we'll kick off a new season together. But we want you to stand right now, and uh, on the screen, we want to say the benediction together in this way. So make sure you get this first word right, all right? It's pronounced Gadini's. all right? Let's say this with your hand out, with all your heart, as a blessing upon these people that have given their lives to us, and now we're heading out. So let's begin. Godinies, may you jump into the arms of Jesus, and may he push you out into the world. May you be healed as you participate in the healing of others, not because you must, but because you may. This is why we were born. Woo! Go in peace, folks. Go in peace.
0: Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.